ice and dreary. Last time, our heroes defeated the giant awakened plant that had grown over the Wizard of Wines and saved Davian in the process. We join them as they planned their way home back to the Abbey and their next move. I think at this, you know, you could take the shortcut across the river, but you do have these barrels of wine now. It would make it not impossible, but difficult. Um, and really, like, I won't make you guys roll for any of that. It basically would just means it's not a shortcut anymore. The time it would take to get across with the barrel, wheelbarrow and, and uh, the barrels that you have and the cart would uh, be the same amount of time as it would to just follow the path around. But a choice is yours still. I'd still want to go the shortcut. <laughs> I, I don't want to go in the other places. We've already killed things on this road. <laughs> but I thought we were going to the windmill. <laughs> First up, death house, then windmill. First up, death house, windmill, then Mount Gaucus, right? That doesn't make any sense. The windmill's on the way to the death house. <laughs> it's also on the way back from the death house didn't the death oh, house implode true. in on itself well yeah but the, the idea was um <clears throat> so since uh since the second time i died uh i no longer have a crossbow now i don't actually use a crossbow anymore but i really miss that crossbow at the death house so we thought we'd take a few days to dig it out okay <laughs> we had, we had, we got nothing but time in this game it's it's quite a <coughs> quite a hike too i think <laughs> and actually i think the the mist uh the mist uh closed behind us too yeah and so. it, the because I, mean, I think it was outside of the gates of barovia so it was yeah yeah that was that was you were still you were still out in the mist <sighs> somewhere and maybe who knows maybe the death house is just its own domain of dread that just appears places <laughs> um but yeah, with it, with its Lord being Walter. Walter. <laughs> so or, or or. You know what? I figured it out. Its Lord was Gizmo. That's why it collapsed when Gizmo left. Oh, Gizmo's not there anymore. Ah, that's that's good. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Gizmo is Dark Lord. <laughs> I'm sure in a week when I go to look at that note, I'll be like, what, <laughs> what happened in this game? Um, yeah. So you have, uh, you have a, a cart, um, to, to carry these back now is, uh, Davian is giving you, uh, his cart, um, on the, on the stipulation that it just gets returned to him for the next shipment, uh, which you could most certainly delegate to somebody once you get back to Kresik. Um, there's plenty of people looking for work and looking to help out and build build Kresik up as a community. There is literally no one. I have tried to recruit so many people for my bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, now, granted, I keep rolling ones, but still. You're just not selling it right <laughs> is the problem. Well, now that we have wine, I do think that I, I do think that this is going to be an easier sell that you're just I not think a that people person it. like me. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> How many I times did I try to start the bar until <laughs> until uh uh what did you what did you make me? 
uh, a little vacuum cleaner <laughs> yeah like a little Roomba yeah that's right <laughs> I think maybe people were just confused at your business plan to open a bar when there was no wine that's, <laughs> that's probably true they were like well what so what are you going to serve at this uh, but now, yeah now that there's wine I bet you you'd have a better time <laughs> All right, we got to go back to Kres to, to see if I could recruit somebody. All right, so Raven River it is. Um, uneventful uh, as you cross the river here. Uh, you forward across the river and float the, the cart across. Um, it's, uh, it's a little too, too deep for you, Sprocket. Um, but for uh, Alana, Hans, and uh, Krethen, you're able to just easily kind of wade across a shallow part of the river here. Uh, and float the barrels, uh, float the cart and the barrels with a uh, sprocket, <laughs> sprocket up, or, up top. Or just water walk. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, let's see. How my how my spells looking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope, that ain't happening. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, and that, that being the case, I probably wouldn't have said go by the river. Uh, I thought, uh, uh, yeah, I thought we were just walking across. <laughs> I really like the the idea of like you just making that decision and then getting there and being like, all right, <laughs> yeah. Sprocket, water Sprocket, walk. It's your turn. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Upon your return oh, no. to Kresk, uh, people are starting to take notice of the very inconspicuous large barrels on this cart you're bringing in that look surprisingly like wine, uh, wine barrels. And people are starting to get uh, like some more hope and some excite. There, there's some excitement brewing that there's going to be some wine. What, uh, what's your order of business here? What, uh, what time is it? Uh, it's probably like late afternoon. Okay. Getting close yeah. to, to, to like dinner time. Oh, okay. Sprocket. Um, we're not sending any of this to Velaki, right? Not right now. We are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to put it in the back room and, uh, and I, I, you know, I do think that, um, you know, it would be, it'd be worthwhile to go ahead and try to try to recruit some help now that we, we need some, you know, service and. Yeah. Why don't uh, general we... upkeep where we go to our doom for the next few days? Uh, why don't you um, give me. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, we were doing like a, a persuasion role, uh, but with advantage. Ooh, with advantage. Thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> That's like the best charisma roll I've made yet in this game. <laughs> um, thirteen is enough, and I'm I'm, I'm actually gonna in- move your your bar, um, uh, clock up one to, to halfway done because you you've recruited uh, a person or two to help. Uh, some at least at the very least someone is going to uh, pick up like the the shipments. Of these of this wine uh, under under your direction of where to where to deliver it and where to store it and so the um, after after it's unloaded he will uh, 
set up a, an expedition, or not expedition, a set up to return the cart and get the get the date for the next shipment. All right, nice. So you've got you've got your wine shipment, your your wine supply set up. Um, what uh, yeah? What what are your steps here? Um, so your your plan is to go climb Mount Gaucus. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, uh, I yeah. I, I, and I don't think that I had that conversation with Sprocket. At least I don't remember having it. I don't think so. Okay. So yeah, we probably should have that conversation. All right. Don't don't let me stop you. <laughs> You're pretty much, you're pretty much, you guys are, you know, you're settled back in. Uh, Irina's doing her stuff. Ismark's training his troops. Like the stuff is just going on. People have welcomed you back, but it's only been like you left what, like this morning kind of thing. Like it's only been a day. So it's not like you're returning from a long journey. So it's just, you're, you're back for, you know, for the evening settling in. So I'll, I'll let you guys take it from here. All right. Um, and uh, now I figure I figure we'll 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 do this while I'm you know, kind of un, uh, you know unloading wine, and so like I'll constantly be like grabbing a barrel and talking to him, and then just kind of wandering off into the back of the bar, still still chatting. Uh, and, so can um, I make a prediction? This will be a long drawn out pressing talky thing, and Sprocket will just be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. All right, let's try to let's try to uh, <laughs> try to short short circuit that meme. Um, Sprocket, I want to go yeah. to Mount Gaucus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Mount Gaucus? Do we know about the name of it? I guess we. You've so yeah you you've heard it around. Um, why don't um, so. At the basic level, um, Mount Gaucus, you would know, is the mountain to the uh, south of Barovia. Um, it dominates the southern landscape. It is a it is a large, rocky, snow-capped mountain. Um, the uh, why don't you give me uh, either a history or a nature check? Your choice. Both of you. I want to voluntarily fail that. Okay. <laughs> it seems like the type of thing I wouldn't have paid attention to. <laughs> 20. 20. So, Crethen, Mount Gaucus to the south. Um, with your nature check, you are... Um, you, you would know that it is... Uh, it's going to be a treacherous climb... Uh, and you're going to need equipment, uh, warm clothing, possibly like ropes and climbing equipment. Like it is not going to be, you know, mountains. And this yeah. is not a, n- not an easy mountain to climb. It is going to be a rough climb. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's what you know about it. What you've heard and then Sprocket, uh, you, you probably have, you haven't paid attention to any of this. So this is Crethen, what, you, what you've just heard around uh, as a refresher is um, that there people talk have talked about beasts in the mountains often uh, people like, not often but like 
the times that people have gone up there, they haven't come back. Um, there's murmurs of some sort of great, some sort of terrible evil that resides in the mountain somehow. But that's about all. It's all just rumors, ghost stories, uh, which which just says a lot in a place where there are literal literal ghosts. <laughs> that this yeah. is a this is a place that people here are are afraid of. Yeah, and I, I will shorthand that and um, and tell them. Um, so the last item that Madam even told us about um, this. Uh, uh, and knowing your enemy thing is supposed to be there. Um, but we've also had some very, very stern warnings against it. But that's also where this Amber Temple is. That um, when I died the first time, they, uh, they told me that if I wanted to know more, to go see them there. And uh, yeah. I'm concerned about what's going to happen with me if we face Strahd before I know exactly what's what's happened to me. Why do you think that would make a difference? Because they told me that something about um, that my... Uh, Jeff, do you remember the exact word? Something about my fate being tied with Strahd's. Yeah. And... Um, We've also been told that they are um, not good creatures that have um, some motivation against Strahd. And, well, the first thing is, I, I you know, once we kill Strahd, I really don't want to keel over dead. But I also don't want to be just like their puppet to get into the castle and then they set me off like some, you know, Manchurian candidate or something. So you're saying one cannot live while the other survives? Wait, what? Harry Potter reference. Come on. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> That's sad that I'm pulling Manchurian Candidate and missing Harry Potter. <laughs> well, I don't know what you expect to accomplish there, though. Like, are we just going to kill these things? I... <laughs> I just want to, uh, uh, goodness, I hope not, but yeah, I just want to know, I want to know what kind of hold they have on me. You think they'll tell you? They said that if I come, they would tell me more. No. All right. Uh, but hey, you know, uh, we should be able to get that other, uh, that other item, um, while we're there. And, uh, that's uh, supposed to item? help us too. The, uh, the, um, Madam Eva told us it's the uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, one of the, the cards witchy, she drew. The witchy woman. Yes. The nice one, not the one that tries to kill people. Like Ruby all the other like raven the... hair. <laughs> I think we're on the same page now. <laughs> What page? You can't even read. <laughs> I can see pages. I say defensively. <laughs> um, so. Uh, well, the, if you think that's what we should do. 
things here are progressing nicely. Mm-hmm. Should we ask the usual suspects if they want to come with us? Sure. <laughs> Who do we want to if, take? If you don't mind dragging them into danger. Well, yeah, that's part of the problem now, isn't it? That's It's supposed to be super dangerous. <laughs> the DM told us. <laughs> well, I think there's a name for people like those anyway. It's like three letters. N-P... <laughs> All right. Um, who should we ask? Ilyana should probably come. Hans could get a lot done here, but he's good to talk to. Okay. Cool. And uh, Eastmark can continue training uh, the, the the troops. What's Vlad up to these days? <laughs> Uh, Vlad was very, very, very insistent that we never go there and never mention it again. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He's probably just standing in the field or something. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to think that if uh, he finds out we're going, he's going to uh, possibly kill us. He has a, a little bit of a temper, if you haven't noticed. Cut to Vlad standing out in the snowy field, just like (laughs) slowly turning his head to look towards the abbey. (laughs) The ears ringing. Son of a bitch. (laughs) All right. Well, um, well, we can't do anything tonight. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Tomorrow or do we have uh, something, something we need to stay around for a couple of days? I don't think so. That's, you know, now that we're thinking about that. Thinking about what? That's how you continue the sentence. I I know. (laughs) I was wording things in my head. Look, this is a podcast. You can edit out silence. (laughs) (laughs) I can. Yes. I I can edit out. Like, like whenever I'm recording a silence, uh, a a podcast, I kind of like it when if people don't know what they're going to say, that they just stay quiet for a little bit. Because when I truncate silence, that just goes away. But now you're going to have to add all of that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, now that we're thinking about time, um, I um, your door held really, really nicely. But uh yeah, when I woke up after the full moon, there's also some really, really big dents in it. Should we try to move like all of this fighting in before the next full moon? Because I don't want like, you know, all the troops to be around here and me get out next month. It'll be fine. <laughs> Not like they'd like you any less. I don't know if you noticed, they haven't really uh, taken a shine to you. Hey. Which I don't know why. I mean, I've dealt with you for how long now? You're not that bad. (laughs) Georgetta likes me. That's true. Glad I set you two up. (laughs) Exactly. Um, All right, so tomorrow or do do we need to hang out for a little bit? Tomorrow should be fine. Okay, cool. I will... uh, try to catch 
uh, uh, Alana, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to run into Hans. Yeah, I think I see smoke coming from the shop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they both are, are obviously willing to join you. Hans, if you let him know he can punch something, he's in, he's in. So you can like carry around his uh, silvered, uh, silvered brass knuckles. Is that what we were calling them? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make doesn't. any sense at all. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could silver brass. I don't know, but silver knuckles, silver knuckles. <laughs> so you like carry them with him all the time. <laughs> yeah, he wears them like like he he just he wears them like like silver rings on his hands. <laughs> Yeah, both both are willing to go um, and and assist you, um, but they equipment is needed. Let's yeah. talk equipment next. So, okay, Crethen, you know mountains. Um, you you know it's going to be cold, so you'll need warm weather, and you'll know that it's going to be steep and treacherous and icy. Um, so you based off of that, I think there's no reason. I mean, mountain is your favorite terrain, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think there's any reason why we would need to roll for like you to bring the appropriate equipment like okay. you, you know what this is going to be. Um, so pretty much like you to an extent, you have what you need here. Like you obviously don't have like shoe picks and stuff for like ice climbing, but you have ropes uh, you have. You can you have like uh, anchors and stuff that you can you can get and um, warm clothing is available from like in the form of cloaks and, and things. Um, what what you could also bring with you um, is camping equipment if you plan on taking this having this be multiple days. And I think what you know, what you know, and, and from what like Hans and Alana have told you um, that it's probably going to take a couple hours to get there, like three or four hours to to get there by the road to get to the the base of the the Solenka Pass that takes you up the mountain. Yeah, but but once you start up the mountain, there's like the no telling how long that'll take. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't be imagine we'd be able to make it up. You know, kill the monster that everybody's talking about. Talk to the amber things, and then come back down in one day. That'd be nice, but <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> so, I think camping equipment would be very wise. Hey, All wait! Right. It's that mountain to the south. Yes, I think Van Weird was doing something with it. I think he had a telescope up there. We should check that out. We might be able to. Oh. Get a view of the mountain. Maybe. It'll oh help yeah. Plan our yeah, approach. I'll go, I'll go take a look, and I'll start walking that way. Excellent. I'll go with you. All right. <laughs> so, Sprocket, you pull this telescope out that you've kind of tucked away. Um, you pull it out and uh, set it up, and it's an odd contraption. Um, it is part telescope, really? but there seems to be a lot more to it. Why don't you give me like a tinkering check to see if you are able to determine what this 
thing does. Please <laughs> tell me there's some freaking laser on it that can shoot the monster we're going after. Well, a I thir- rolled a 13. 13. So you, with a 13, uh, you, you definitely have no problem setting up the telescope. Um, you can aim it towards the mountain, but it also looks like the extra additions to this scope was some kind of siphon that had like a, a place to place some sort of object on the receiving end just under the eyepiece. And the uh, something was being siphoned in. Uh, and when you look through the telescope, there was like a crosshair uh, etched into the glass. You, you know, that's, that's about all you can idea. determine from this. But if you spent some time uh, with it, you might be like, spend some time you could you could figure out how it works and what it does but it would take that would take some days of research on it hey crescent take a look at this thing at which part uh well see this lever here mm-hmm. this will apparently suck in some sort of energy i haven't discovered what type yet and it goes down through this correlator machine revamps it back up to by now you're totally glazed over i'm sure <laughs> oh, no i heard vamp and i thought you were talking about vampires so i got i got like really tense and then i realized that's not what you said at all anyway what i was getting at is i think i can get this thing working <laughs> but it'll take a little while okay Did uh you leave right away oh we don't have to all right uh we'll hang out and let you fiddle okay oh. do you want all me right. to mess with the lever The lever. Which one? <laughs> this one, and I'll pull it. <laughs> Does the lever do anything? Uh, I don't know. It's your workshop. Or are you talking about a lever on the thing? That's up to Crescent. Yeah, Crescent. <laughs> is, it, is it a lever on the telescope or a, le- a lever in the workshop? Lever on the telescope. Uh, you pull the lever, and there's, there's a brief hum, and then a click. Mm. And it, there's no more hum. Interesting. Roll a roll a d four. Let's just see how many days it'll take. Not that many days. Two days. Um, what you discover, Sprocket, is this is was siphoning some sort of uh, some sort of dark energy. Um, you you some there's this magical power, but it's seemed to be particularly focused in on whatever was point whatever was is up in that mountain um you did find amongst the uh the telescope initially some some small like gems but they looked like like not 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 valuable at all they just kind of looked like rough rough stones of vaguely gem-like quality and looking through them now you realize that this is what gets mounted in and where whatever was being siphoned out is stored. Um, the gems, when you look at them closely, some of them seem to have just like a little bit of these dark wisps inside of them that just seem to be frozen, uh, frozen just kind of in time inside of these. And will you hypothesize that uh, that is that that is what it happened? This is stealing magical energy. And 
storing it in these crystals. For what purpose? You don't know, but you you assume that the crystals could be used as a power source or that energy could be released in various ways. Uh, it's a stored stored magical energy is, is what it's what it's generating. Man, I should have discovered this weeks ago. Okay, I will plan to bring the uh, scope device and the gems with me when we go. All right. Just tuck them in a pocket. So uh, over those two days, Crethen, what did you do? Um, since we have wine, I'm going to open the bar. Oh. And uh, during kind of like off hours... I'm, I'm a, well, I'm kind of imagining that the, the, the bar is kind of being overrun. And so, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's going to be like a, a, a pretty strict limit on, <laughs> on a uh, number of drinks. Cause you know, there's just a lot of people and, uh, but, um, but yeah, if I have any off hours, I want to try to like actually work on, work on building the like the actual physical bar area you know with a bar why don't you give me a strength check strength check i'm good at yeah nope five (laughs) (laughs) every time you try to build this bar (laughs) you you spend one day uh putting in like a, a beautiful uh do you have a bar yet like a bar top like uh, an actual bar or no no i think i think what we were doing was just like you know like put uh put up a a, a long board you know <laughs> between some like tables or something so you know uh, i know we had some like tables and stuff but i don't think there was a, there was like a surviving bar in there so you spend one day building a beautiful bar it's beautiful uh, and then you take a step back and you look at it and realize you have put it on the complete opposite side of the wall than it should be. <laughs> and it's in front of the fireplace now and also blocking <laughs> the stairs. Uh, and so you then have to spend the next day taking it all apart <laughs> and you're back to where you started. I, I, I feel so much like Charlie Brown trying to build this thing. <laughs> just, nothing goes right. Uh, it just everything falls apart. It's like Charlie Brown with the Christmas tree. He puts one ornament on it. It falls over. <laughs> Needles <laughs> fall off. That's my so, life. So I get I get I get super frustrated at that. And uh, and I go out and I'm going to uh, like uh, chop wood um, to uh, uh, to give to Georgetta um, for her ovens. OK. Because, well, I was going to say, I'm strong. I know I could do that. But I just rolled in that one on a strength check. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe like as I'm doing it, like the axe head like flies off and through like the wall of the bar just to make it worse. (laughs) But then, you you know, you can just decide to like, oh, this is the wall where we'll have the axe throwing. Uh, section <laughs> of the bar, you know, you can come here and you can throw some axes and, uh, um, so end of day two, uh, Sprocket has completed his research. He's, he's got his, his telescope. You have broke even on your bar. 
Um, and uh, you now <laughs> broke um, is the right word. <laughs> broke. <laughs> so who have you told that you're going so far? Obviously, Alana and Hans know because they're yeah. going with you. But have you have you told anyone else that you're going to go here? Uh, yeah, I, I had mentioned it previously to Irina just as something that I wanted to do eventually, but, uh, I think we'll tell her our, our definite plans, um, uh, just to make sure she knows where we are and, uh, or, or, you know, if there's any conflicts that, uh, she, you know, needs us to go a different time or something like that. Um, and I would certainly tell, uh, Georgetta that, uh, yeah. we're going to leave on this date and Georgetta is, is very worried for you and and likewise the other people that you tell everyone seems to be really concerned uh that you're going oh that's nice (laughs) they're not going to think of me quite that nicely when i turn into a werewolf next (laughs) irena uh she she had she had you know you had told her you were planning on going and she was concerned as well but she she understands she supports your decision um she actually offers some of the troops to come with you. She says, well, we can take some, like you can take some more people with you. Oh, nice. And uh, so, some good red shirts to die. I, I don't say that out <laughs> loud. <laughs> um, so she says uh, she, she actually gets to, um, she gets two of, of her, like, two of some of the better infantry that, that they have. She has Ismark um, kind of recommend to for the special mission. Uh, and so you're going to have, you're going to have two soldiers with you. And we're going to, we're going to have them be veterans. What are their names? Let's find out. <laughs> um, you're doing random Barovia na- uh, name generator? Yes. Nice. Gregor and Eugene. I was not expecting Eugene. I was expecting Gregor. <laughs> Gregor and Eugene. Um, you know he's going to be Gino. Gino. <laughs> um, Alana. And, and, and Gregor is going to be Goro. Uh, so it'll be U5. Do we have a couple of silvered swords we can give them? You're making some silver swords, right? I thought we had like a lot. Didn't yeah, we? you. Oh, yeah, you have a lot. We can, you can give okay. them silver. All right. Yeah, we can assume they are silvered. Gregor I'm, I'm and just, Eugene. I'm just guessing since we're not fighting anything anymore that's not <laughs> that that's being really hurt that bad with regular weapons. Gregor and Eugene both take this very seriously. Um, they. Oh, this will be fun. Are <laughs> they? They are are referring to you as as sir uh, every time. They are standing at attention all of the time. They are following your orders to a T. Um, <laughs> Hans uh, Hans laughs a little bit at them. He thinks okay. Funny. Tell tell me this: Were either one of them at the bar last night, drunk and dancing on a table? Uh, Eugene was not. Gregor was. <laughs> Nice. I won't bring that up. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So you have you have your your troops. You have your equipment. 
now is just uh, the plan. Let me bump you over to the map. So, um, following the roads to get to the base of Mount Gaukis, uh and, and the beginning of the Salenka Pass is right here. South uh, of the Savlet Woods, uh, or south of the w- Wizard of Wines winery, uh, and that is where the the road becomes much more treacherous and starts its trek up. That's um, a, a general slope up the whole way south until you hit take that turn. That's the turn to this jackknife back and forth path that snakes up the the side of the mountain. A um, couple of things that you would know and you, that you would you would know to warn people about Crethen um, about this is um, there is going to be uh, low temperatures so it's going to be very very cold um, you are all wearing warm clothing so um, normally without warm clothing in these temperatures every hour you would have to make a constitution save or uh, start getting cold or start suffer, suffering exhaustion uh, because you're wearing warm clothes um, you don't have to worry about that uh, the um, there is a chance of strong winds up on the mountains that are going to make ranged weapons hard to use so if there's strong winds happening that's uh, that's going to make give you disadvantage on ranged weapons and you uh, Taking a look at how high this mountain is, you know that the probably the later part of your climb are going to reach high altitudes. So question. Yes. I do have water breathing available. So does water breathing, if it's a low oxygen thing, could I frame that in such a way it would assist with the low oxygen? I don't. I don't think so. I think you'd have to actually be underwater for that to work. What's okay, the spell that, that say? Uh, it just says the ability to breathe underwater. Yeah, you'd have to but be underwater. Meta gaming it. <laughs> <laughs> you could bring put barrels, like, bring barrels, and put fill like make a make a, a reverse diving bell. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though. It's a 24-hour duration up to 10 creatures. That's not bad. 24 hours of water breathing. Yeah. That's kind of right. And you could, you could just keep casting that, too, because you could rest. Every night you sleep, you just cast it in the, every morning. Yeah, because it's not concentration. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, that's cool. That's a good spell. Um, we'll, just, we'll sink our entire army in, into the lake. Strahd will never find us. <laughs> yeah, we'll just stay there forever. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> ten generations from now, now there's a you know race of merfolk <laughs> in the lake. We're <laughs> just very I opposed sh- to Strahd. <laughs> yeah, I assume we got a long rest at some point. Oh yes, long rest. Um, oh yeah, we well, we were there for two days. Yeah, like, you're well rested. You're well yeah. fed. You you are. Ready, ready to head out on yeah. whenever you are all ready. But okay, all the pieces I, are in yeah. place now. I don't, yeah, I don't think horses are going to be all that useful. Um, horses are not very good at climbing. This, you know, going to get us 
two hours down the road, and then we're going to have to just leave him there until we get back. Um, All right. What donkeys? Do we have donkeys? Um, roll an animal handling. I know this is an animal handling use, but it just seems like that just popped into my head. And we'll say like 15. 19. Oh, 19. Yeah, you do. Donkey. <laughs> you have a few, you have two donkeys. Nice. Okay. Definitely take this. Okay. So they can carry uh, more equipment than, than you, you, um, than you normally could. I will figure out how to, <laughs> we never really dealt with it, but yeah, you have, you have these, these, you have pack meals with you now. One of them has no hair. Okay. Two donkeys, okay. one with no hair. Yeah, was a campaign I was in a while ago where I asked the players to name the inn they were going to, and one of them came up with the hairless donkey. <laughs> <laughs> so I created a whole backstory about the halfling bartender and his hairless donkey, and no one asked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One, one donkey with no hair. And, all right. The other one's name is Donkey. Donkey. <laughs> all right, let's go. So. Little did, uh, did, did, did Georgetta see us off? Yes. Oh, of all course right. she did. Like she, and you have some fre- f- uh, fresh baked bread. That's that's what I was going for. Yeah. You, you, I you've mean, got you yourself. know, it's nice for Kreth and to see his girlfriend, but. You, know. <laughs> you have some fresh, fresh baked bread. Fresh baked bread to start your journey. Um, but it is holy cold. crap. Can you quit rolling random encounters? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's how um, often are you supposed to roll those? Every 30 minutes. Oh, you rolled a one on one. I don't know that that's a good thing. Low's good for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good job, and you're one. On the, and you're on the roads and in, in the day. Um, Let's just just pretend like you're you're helping build the tavern when you roll random encounters and they all come at once. <laughs> you do travel through the area with the bone chimes or where the bone chimes were, um, and they're missing. Um, it's quiet through there as you uh, and walk head on through, and the, the forest looks a little thinner than you remember, Grethin. Um, but it is uneventful. Um, as you emerge from the, the Savlich woods, uh, you can see Mount Gaucus towering uh, over um, to, o- over this path uh, that you're, you're following uh, to the southeast, and the peak is obscured by these the clouds, the, the gray clouds that are covering the area, and it starts. It's starting to snow and get cold as you're slowly ascending as you approach the the actual start of the path. Um, the as you travel this this dirt path, these rocks uh, that are littered. The the path starts fairly well traveled, uh, and as you continue down uh, the the path, you can see that it's getting getting a little thinner. Uh, you, you have to go down to walking two across when before you were doing three just fine and they were well, well-maintained well roads. This seems to be less maintained. And there's a, a breeze or, or the wind picks up a bit and 
uh, Crethen, you you swear that you hear some sort of music on the air. You can't quite pinpoint. It almost sounds circus-like. And from the wind, out blows out this this flyer, this paper flyer that kind of dances across the ground until it uh, kind of uh, runs into your leg, Sprocket, and kind of wraps around it as the wind blows it. And looking at it, it is an advertisement for a carnival that says it's coming uh, and it's coming in, in, in a few days. Sweet. Wonder where it's going. Oh, wait. That wagon probably got blown up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's probably true. Uh, Hans is, uh, Hans says, uh, what is, uh, is a carnival doing out here? My guess would be this was for Valaki, and it's just, uh, flown this way. See, the yeah. prevailing winds are going in this direction, but with the seasonal changes, it's possible that... As you're pointing where the prevailing winds are, Hans is, like, looking in the wrong direction and just going, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hans yeah. has no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, there was a bard, uh, there was a bard in Velaki who died in the explosions who, uh, was trying to Trying to have a little carnival. I took um, his wagon. It was stolen. Hans says, uh, that's strange. Because the date is in a few days. That is kind of a long way off to put a carnival. Huh? Well, he was a planner. <laughs> that was like, uh... It was like two months ago. That we... That... Uh, how long ago was that? That, um... At least two... That was a long time ago. Yeah, more than two months ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Huh. Does it have a location? <clears throat> Does it have a name? It just says the carnival, uh, and there is um, lists of uh, all sorts of wonders and, and magical acts and, and rides, and, and it sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like an amazing. Uh, an amazing carnival and nothing like Velaki's carnival does not mention Velaki once. It just says coming yeah. soon and list, list a date that is a few days uh, a few days from now and uh, in Barovian time, which is uh, a little odd. You know, I never quite got a sense of how Octavia was trying to pull that carnival off with just himself. Like they, knows, you, he was weird. <laughs> this says jugglers and trapeze artists. Sword swallowers. So, uh, sword fire swallowers. eaters. Well, he definitely ate swords and fire. That's a little soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm still bitter because he could have told me how to do that dance in front of his tower. And yet he remained silent. <laughs> that also was two more than two months ago, but Credit holds a grudge. Well, maybe we can check it out on the way back. 
Yeah, nice. You continue on the road. Um, it's the wind is picking up. It's blowing the snow around and making making it hard to see up ahead. And uh, Sprocket, you actually see it first. Through the snow, there seems to be something up ahead, the silhouette of something. Up until this point, there's been just trees to your right uh, as you travel along the edge of, of the woods. Um, the trees have been getting lower and lower as you've been kind of following this cliff, uh, this cliff line that's been gradually going up towards the mountain. Um, and to the left of you has just been kind of a, an open plain of snow. Uh, been visibility has been, been tough and you see this silhouette of something on the horizon. As you get a little closer, it's a small tent uh, this blowing in the wind and it's got uh, these decorative uh, paintings on the side. It's like these purple stripes that go down. It almost kind of looks like a carnival tent, uh, but it's just one of them. And it's kind of being battered by some of this wind, but still standing. And as you appro approach, um, you begin to make out a, a sign on it that says uh, Madame du Soleil's uh, fortune teller. Hey, Crescent. Hi. Do we know a Madame du Soleil? Uh, I don't remember one. Do we? How should I know? <laughs> I, I asked the disembodied voice of the DM. No. No. Uh-uh. Is that what the sign says? Huh. I wonder, wasn't there some kind of schism between those, uh, what were they called, the Vistani? Yeah. Yeah, between the red Vistani and the, uh, I guess, not red. I, I don't know if they had a name. Vistani and red Vistani. I wonder if huh? this is uh, Raven Hare's counterpart. Hmm. We could go ask. Alana... Uh, says, do you think it, it's safe? It's, it seems a bit odd to be out here in this weather, no? Are there any animals in the area? Um, give me a nature check. And we're out here in this weather. <laughs> At least whoever this is is smart enough to get in the tent. Well, a 12? Um, you haven't really seen many signs of animals. It's been a little, a little barren. <laughs> It's been like Barovia. <laughs> I got to speak with animals, but uh, Loster, the, the dog we wanted, I wanted to actually talk to. There's so many questions for him. What do you plan to do? You can. You've now approached close enough that all of you can see the tent ahead. Well, should we check? I mean, it's on the way. Uh, do it is just along the like side of the road. Oh, yeah, it looks like we have to pass anyways. Are we get, um, is, uh, do we see anybody? The tent's all closed up. Um, the sign is out, but the tent's closed up. It's blowing in the wind a bit. It has these, uh, it, it kind of makes a, a wind chimey tinkling sound because it has all of these, uh, uh, emblems and, and, and amulets kind of around the rim of the, of the tent. 
as a as decoration. Um, and as you get closer, you can hear what sounds like someone just kind of like humming to themselves and, and some someone's inside the tent for sure. Is this time for the hello thing? <laughs> I think so, because I mean... Hello! We're supposed to... <laughs> <laughs> hello! Um, <laughs> Alana, I guess we're doing this then, okay? Uh, yeah, I... Well, that... Yeah, I, I had other words to say. <laughs> <laughs> Hans says, hello! Uh, ooh, that was a good one. Hey, let's add a boom. Big booming hello. Um... And you, you, uh, you hear from inside. Oh, oh yes, you're early. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, please come in, come in, come in, all of you. Um, well, at least we're expected. Yeah, are you, apparently madam? Making good time. Are you, madam du Soleil? Yes, that is me. Uh, as as you enter, you see a a woman, um, probably in her in her thirties. Uh, she is. Uh, uh, she's tall. She's incredibly tall, and she has a kind of otherworldly quality to her. There's there's something she she looks human, but there's just something there's a, like an uncanny valley sort of situation that you can't put your finger on. That's a little unsettling, but uh, nevertheless, she seems friendly inside. There's it, it's actually rather furnished. Inside, surprisingly, there is a, a, a wooden floor uh, to this. So when you when you enter, you, you the uh, a, a nice wooden floor in there is a small fire in the in the corner that uh, has some sort of pot on it that's cooking some something that's kind of sweet and flowery smelling, and uh, a small little small little uh, bed with some some storage underneath it in one corner and then right in the center is a small table with a uh, a crystal ball in it uh, just sitting in the center of it and uh, she says uh, now what is it that uh, you wanted to ask me what are you doing all the way out here well the carnival's coming to town and uh, I got here a little bit early decided to to set up shop it sounded best of weather for a carnival yes it it is a bit it is a bit chilly outside but we've seen worse it sounded like you were expecting us yes yes I was Uh, although I wasn't expecting so many of you ah well which one of us were you expecting just you Crethen and you Sprocket Hmm. Oh, is that a problem? Oh no, not a not at all. I mean, I I don't know how much I can help all of uh, all of them, but uh, for you two, um, I am willing to uh, to tell you your future, see your destiny. That's good because I mean, for the most part, they're very well behaved. Hey, watch this. Hey, can hunt. The, the two, uh, <laughs> Gregor and Eugene, they stand immediately at attention. <laughs> Hans and Alana roll their eyes. <laughs> intentionally slouch. <laughs> Hans laughs. I give him a serious look. At these gentlemen. And they 
and they go to at ease and, and go go back to trying to stay warm outside. So that's so, quite impressive. That's quite impressive. You uh, do you have some sort of charm on them? No, they came like this. I see. An innate charm. I am pretty charming. <laughs> I, I think I that's am what too. They tell me anyway. She uh, goes over and gets the. Starts ladling out whatever was cooking on that stove into these nice teacups. And she puts two of them down on the table and she sits down on the other side with her tea. Uh, she said, now, should we begin? Sure. Okay. I'm going to need a bit of hair from each of you. Oh, goodness, no. If you could please <laughs> pluck a, a hair out. Does it have to be stand, ours or just any hair? I will stand up and walk right outside. I, now, now, Crathen, I'm here to help you. I know where like, you're headed. I know the danger that you're putting everyone in here. I will, I will just leave. You're worried about hair. It's not like you don't shed everywhere as it is. <laughs> uh, Sprocket, what are you doing? Sure, I'm curious. Uh, as uh, Crethen leaves, uh, she says, hmm, it's his loss. Now, the hair. But the hair over there. <laughs> she, she extends her hand. Uh, <laughs> just a single, a single strand of hair will do. Okay. Uh, as you pluck your hair out and she... She takes, she like snatches it from you, uh, and she quickly runs over and uh, puts it in like a mortar and pestle, uh, and throws some other things in and pours some of the tea, uh, uh, kind of in with it, mixing it all around, and comes back over to the table, pours it into her teacup, uh, and she takes a sip. And she closes her eyes. Uh, Crethen, what are your, uh, we're going to zoom to you outside. As you walked out this tent, um, Hans uh, says, uh, what, what, what's going on? Where, where is Sprocket? Uh, he'll, uh, apparently he's going to get his fortune told. Um, I want to, that, uh, uh, that, that heart thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what it's called. Oh, um, we'll we'll just call it that hearth. I forget what it's called. Too. <laughs> um, let me the, the hag heart. Yeah, the hag heart. Heart thing is exactly the type of term Sprocket would come up with. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, can I use that to, uh? jump over into the ethereal realm and uh, just see if there's something around here that yeah I need to be concerned with yeah so um, let's see here um, so you jump over into the ethereal plane so that you're gonna step out and and do that immediately uh yeah yeah right outside the tent okay um so, uh, 
Grigor and Eugene are, are just like, what? <laughs> you, just, you just like blew their mind. You were just there one minute and then you just like were gone. You like like you stepped through a curtain and just disappeared. Um, uh, Hans and uh, Hans and Alana are just they're, they're calming them down and just like, yeah, this is he does this sometimes. It's it's OK. <laughs> um, when you step into the ethereal plane, um, you're you know, everything is is kind of in this in the negative view of everything is dark and, and windy and uh, has a, a very bizarre howling noise. But you can see through the tent ahead of you. Um, you can and you can see the the faint kind of sp- spiritual outline of uh, Sprocket sitting at the table. And across from him is this creature with orange skin and and red eyes and uh, these horns that come up uh, and, and kind of these ram's horns that ring around uh, its head and with just and this mane of like long gray hair uh, and it this creature is drinking from this teacup uh, and uh, you you, you see it just drinking deeply as, as Sprocket sits across from it. What are you doing, Crethen? Do I have any idea what this thing is? Why don't you give me a nature, I want to say? Um, it's a... Uh, no, Arcana. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting, too. Um, Arcana, yeah, they're, Arcana. Both, they're both intelligence. Can I keep that roll? You want me to re-roll it? Uh, you can Same keep that 15. Yeah. Okay. Um, this, uh, a 15. Yeah. Yeah. This is a dusk hag. These are, uh, they, they are a type of, a type of hag from, from the Feywild that, uh, do in fact see visions of the future. Um, but also feed upon the the misfortune and fear of of people. <laughs> so they, you oh. know, they are you, you know they're evil. They're, they're hags. Sprocket's not scared of anything. We're fine. This <laughs> is true. He's too oblivious. <clears throat> All right. So so they are evil, and uh, and I think yes, possibly tricking him. Dan- dangerous. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I will. I will. Um, I will come back into the real world and uh, and tell everybody, or I'll, I'll tell I'll tell our, our our two new recruits, look alive, boys, <laughs> and jump uh, jump back in to the tent. Uh, just as you pull the curtain aside and jump back in, um, Alana, uh, Hans, and and uh, your two recruits. Uh, are drawing their weapons to come in behind you. Um, across from you, Sprocket, uh, the uh, Madame, Madame du Soleil uh, finishes drinking uh, her, her this, this tea, and you can see uh, her eyes are completely white uh, now. And uh, Crethen, before 
before you have a chance to say anything uh, in this kind of dual voice she says uh, uh, she says in this dual voice a white hand on a black field holds the golden key and then suddenly snaps out of it and sees you uh Crethen standing there with your sword drawn, I assume? Yeah. And she says, what's going on here? There's no need to draw your arms. Sprocket, she's a hag. She's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you done with them? She turns, she to, turns to you, Sprocket. Uh, and she says, uh, she, she says to you, um, now Sprocket, um, you don't actually believe that I'm a hag, do you? Fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> let me see here. Um, I don't question Crescent. <laughs> He's the only one I trust. Why don't you give me a dexterity check? Actually, no, just give me Give me your attack, because that's a dexterity anyways, because 13, um, which would miss her. Um, and then also give me a wisdom you, save. First, do I get both pistols? Oh, yes. Yes, you do. Sorry. Okay, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> wisdom um, save is this against magic, I assume? Yes. Well, I, fi- 15 put, is this. If, it puts holes in the tent, so even if we lose, she's going to get cold. That's true. <laughs> so I do so. get advantage on this because of my gnome cunning. Nice. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> the, the, the curse was that you rolled like Crescent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, no. <laughs> you are... You're charmed right now. Um... The charmed creature regards you regard her as a friendly acquaintance. Um, when the spell ends, you know that you've been charmed. But that's, um, that's actually why I missed. <laughs> Sprocket, I'm so, not going to kiss you. <laughs> please don't. So you, be, you believe? <laughs> maybe Hans. Uh, you believe Dusole? Her saying is she's saying Sprocket. I'm, I'm no hag. I, I'm simply here to help the both of you. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. Now, Crethen, if you will please have your, your your compatriots there, put your weapons down. I'm sure we can we can all enjoy some tea before you continue on with your journey. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the wrong answer. Um, get her. All right, let's roll initiative. All right, so up first then is Crethen, and everyone's going to get us to go twice, basically, because it's a surprise, surprise round. All right, I'm definitely going to Hunter's Marker. All right, using a bonus action, and then I'm going to. I'm going to stab with Lance, and it feels like I got a, a level up. Just for a little bit behind the scenes. 
I did not realize until this moment that Lance, or at least the last couple of days, that Lance was a short sword and therefore a finesse weapon. <laughs> therefore, I had put the wrong bonuses on it. So now that I have the right ones. <laughs> 28. A 28 is a hit. Okay, that's 12 piercing and then six on the hunter's mark. All right. Damn. 18. Uh, and then we'll do the longsword. This is a mundane weapon, but we'll see if it does anything. Uh, oh, no, we silvered it. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay, 17. 17 just barely hits. Okay. Eight. And then eight plus four, the hunter's mark. And then lands at 21, which sounds like it's going to hit. Yes. 11 plus two. Did some damage there. Yeah. <laughs> That's like some 39 damage. Holy crap. If I did my math right. Yeah. And she's dead. <laughs> Calculator. Plus six is 18, 24, 28, 4, plus 11, plus 2. 43. Hold on. Yep, 43. 43. Okay. Feeling feeling better about fighting Strahd now. (laughs) 43 damage. A whopping hit. Um, Are you you staying in the tent? Yeah. Hans is going to rush through. Oh, you know who I didn't get on here was the the two veterans. Put them on right now. initiative um a six they still go before lurk uh hans (laughs) is gonna make his uh unarmed strike that is a hit for ten and a hit for nine and you're just like pummeling (laughs) this sprocket is so confused (laughs) (laughs) alana um, Alana is going to. Uh, she's been on the. She's on the outside. She's been tracking what's going on, and Alana's gonna pull some badass. Um, she's gonna use her archer's eye so she can add one d10 to her next attack roll. And she's gonna sh- longbow shoot an arrow through the tent, uh, which is a sixteen because she has disadvantage because she's shooting through the tent uh, plus 1d10 which is an 8 so a 24 hits uh, and does how much damage does it? 9 you know that's Hans 9 and 10 her damage is 1d6 plus 4 6 damage so uh, through all of this Hans and Crethen just like wailing on on her you you both take a step back and this arrow just comes ripping through the fabric from the outside from the tent uh over your shoulder crethen and just like strikes her right in the chest sprocket you were sitting at the table when this happened (laughs) there is now a big commotion going on um roll me a uh wisdom saving throw 
to see if you break out of this charm because of what's going oh. on. And oh, yes, <laughs> you do. You snap out of it and realize what's going on. Realize that this this woman has has charmed you. What do you do? Well, I look down and notice, huh, these are still in my hand. <laughs> I guess I'll use them. All right, give me your shots. Uh, 17. That is a hit. Uh, six damage. All right. Uh, 22. That is a hit. For six damage. And a 12. That is a miss. Another hole behind her. It's letting wind and snow in. It was the same hole. <laughs> just put it right through. There's only uh, one hole. It just keeps getting a little bigger. The two veterans, um, it's getting a little crowded in there. I think only one of them is going to be able to get in. Um, but he has his sword drawn. Um, the it's other going one to stab be... through the hole. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. Gr- Grigori's going to go. He's going to just go wild and he's going to he's going to start stabbing through the uh, the fabric. Um, so he has disadvantage. Um, that is a 10. That misses. Um, so again, while this commotion is going on, all of a sudden now a sword rips through the side <laughs> of the tent. Um, uh, he makes two attacks. His second one is a 21, which oh, hits her. She, she steps back and la- back into the, uh, the sword just as it comes through, and you hear her cry out in pain. Um, as she the takes first nine one, more he damage. Just, he was trying to open it up so he could see better. <laughs> yeah, he was cutting a hole. Uh, and the other one is just inside. Um, he's going to take his attacks. Uh, a 16 misses uh, and a 15 misses. So Eugene, unable. <laughs> the, guy, <laughs> the guy just stabbing through the tent hits. <laughs> the person like right there misses. <laughs> Uh, Lurk is going to blink out out of existence. Gone. Not in the tent anymore. Crethen, what do you do? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna grab our, our affectionately named that heart thing and uh, see if uh, she jumped over. Um, I think I said astral plane. Is that is that right? No, it's the ethereal, ethereal plane. plane. Okay, yeah, I get the my plane, planes. The plane confused. of ghosts. I can't. I can't see any of them anyway. Get your non-corporeal plane straight, <laughs> will you? Right. <laughs> and um, uh, and I don't. Go, is that an action or what is that? That is an action. Yeah, it is an action to step over. Um, and okay. So you step over, and you see um, just about thirty feet away, outside of the tent, the the orange-skinned, horned hand. Hag, uh, and she is uh, running towards the tent. Okay. Um, if she's running, if she's running to me, then I will wait for her. Okay, you're gonna let her come to you. Yeah, since I already used my action, I might as well. Okay. Um, Hans. Hans is going to get a little angry and he's just going to start like trashing the place. <laughs> he's just like kicking things, knocking things over, breaking things. Um, Alana, 
is outside uh, in, the, in the in the wind and the snow, and she just hears this big commotion going on inside the tent. Um, the uh, the hag, however, has positioned herself on the opposite side of the tent from Alana, so Alana is unaware of the hag's uh, presence out- outside. And Sprocket, it is your turn. Where is everyone going? Uh, I will hold my action until I see something that I might be able to do that is effective. Okay. Uh, the same is going for like everyone just seems everyone but you, Crethen, seems to know where where she, where she is or doesn't know where she is. That makes more sense. So the veterans are uh, they're they're just ready. They're, they're they're at arms and ready. It's kind of like a tense moment where everyone's kind of like looking around looking for when when she's going to appear it is Lurk's turn first real turn and um, she if I die in the ethereal plane no one will ever know y'all will be waiting there for days <laughs> <laughs> um, she sees you Crethen like she makes eye contact with you and knows what's going on um, the uh, she uh, is running towards you, Crethen. And when she gets about, uh, she when she gets about like thirty feet or, or fifteen feet away, like halfway to you between uh, where she started, uh, she puts her hands out, and there is this this hypnotic pattern of shapes and colors that starts. Im- uh, emanating from her hand and becoming bigger and larger. Uh, and I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. 15 is the score to beat. Oh, 17. 17. Uh, you almost, you stagger back a bit, almost losing your footing. Uh, and, uh, but you managed to shake it off. Uh, and the, the, the pattern dissipates. And it is your turn. The spiraling shape will make you go insane. Stabby. Are you stabbing from the ethereal plane? Oh, yes. Okay. I don't think you've done this yet. So go ahead and give it a try. (laughs) I stab or Gontha in the ethereal plane. Yes, but she was in the in the ethereal plane with you. Oh, she's not there. No, it does not look like she is physically there. She is. She's aware of you there. Oh, I understand. I yeah. understand. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we will try to do this then. Oh, that's a net one. Uh, no, you don't hit. <laughs> it's a twenty-one. For you. A twenty-one. Um, you hit, so give me your damage. 11. Right, it seems 11. to not be as effective. Um, and then four for the Hunter's Mark. Or does okay, Hunter's Mark 50. still apply? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It doesn't seem to be as effective. You still do damage. Okay. But you, you're, you're not as effective fighting from the ethereal plane into the material. All right. Okay. I'll do Lance's second with 16, which I think misses. 
16 misses as well. Okay. Dang, that was not as good as my first round. <laughs> uh, and this is what? This is the second round here in the ethereal plane? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Because I, I went into the ethereal plane last round. Yes, okay. Um, Hans. Hans is up, and uh, he is just has been trashing the place and he he let me give actually let me see if he is able to to see her through the the rips and tears um what is his perception a 13 this is passive perception oh yeah he catches a glimpse of her outside the tent uh and he rips through the wall and goes charging towards her um he's gonna make uh his <laughs> his attacks uh, oh, wow. 28 and a 14. So one hits uh, for 11 damage. Alana, uh, still unable to see it, but she heard the rips. She's going to start moving around um, and it's going to take her her action to get into position. And we're up to Sprocket. Uh, you saw Hans rip through the, the tent wall. And uh, on the other side, you see the, uh, the hag. This time, however... She is in her true form. Uh, she is like the the uh, she is orange with red eyes and horns. Uh, quite horrible. Huh. I guess Creston was right. <laughs> <laughs> I will take my shots. You know, it's a good thing that everybody in Barovia is evil because we've gone so murder hobo in in uh Season three. <laughs> so um, 19 for 10, then a 16 and a 15. Though, uh, yeah, so just uh, just 10 damage as one shot hits her. Um, she's starting, her, her, her robes that she's wearing are starting to become wet with blood from the arrows and, and stabs. You're definitely, you're definitely doing some damage to her. You're, 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 you're taking... Oh, if uh, if she's just now become bloodied, uh, she's a lot stronger than I thought she was. <laughs> um, it is veterans' turn. They're gonna go rush in to battle. Um, and they're going to no, that's Hans. Veter, there you are. All right. One, two, three. What is with four. the nat ones? I know. Holy crap! Wow, they are really bad. The one of we them. We had hit. such a great round one. What happened? <laughs> one of them hit for nine damage. Uh, they're just swinging away, like wildly. <laughs> um, and and you, you you recall back to when uh, Irina said that she's she's having ease mark. Two of two of her best soldiers for you. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Eastmark. <laughs> lurk, lurk. We were becoming de friends too, but he betrayed me. <laughs> it is Lurk de Soleil's turn. Um, and she, uh, she reaches in uh, to her her hair, or just like her matted, knotted. Uh, 
gray hair. She reaches in and she pulls out a cricket in her hand and she crushes it. She's she's casting sleep. Um, spell sends a creature into a magical slumber. I need to roll. Um, 9d8. That's a lot of dh. Yeah. Roll 9d8. Okay, 45. Let's see. Who has the least? The veterans. One of them goes. That was less effective than she wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, that's a bold move when she hasn't had, you know, caused any damage at all yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, one of them falls asleep. Hopefully it was the one that kept missing. It is uh, Eugene. Okay, yeah, he's the one that kept missing, so good. <laughs> Eugene falls asleep, and Crethen, it is your turn. All right, I think I, 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 I am going to stay here. Uh, that's because I, I, I don't want her to be able to retreat uh, into the ethereal plane. So I'll stick okay. here and stab from here. Okay. All right. So 26, 10, and 14. So it should just be... Gosh, the rolls hits. have sucked. <laughs> 26 right. hits. So 10 plus 3. There's 13. 13. Damage. Okay. Minus right. whatever, you know, non-effectiveness it is. <laughs> Hans is going to go out we and did, try and pummel. We did like 90 damage in the first round. Now we try we're doing three. <laughs> Uh, Except Hans, for Hans. Hans is killing it. Hans just continues to pummel her. She <laughs> has now fallen down to the ground, and Hans is continuing. It's like an MMA match. Like, <laughs> like she is on the ground, and Hans is just like fists are flying through the air. Uh, Alana is going to take a shot uh, while she has it. Um, she has disadvantage because Hans is on just like basically on top of her, on, on top of the uh, the hag. But she has advantage because is, the hag is incapacitated. Uh, so they cancel out. What was that? Oh, I was thinking like, uh, uh, what does that look like in, in my realm? Can I see? Can I see like where everybody is? Yeah, I picture Are they like hazy figures. The ethereal and, plane is kind of like when uh, in the Lord of the Rings, when when Frodo puts on the, the ring. Oh, like that's nice. what it, it kind of looks like. It's a shady smoky hard to see you know what a better a better analogy a more apt analogy it's like the further in uh in like the conjuring movies and things so it's like dark and foggy and you can make things out but they're the material plane appears like ghosts to you and Mm. ghosts appear like physical beings here gotcha like that's that's the the op- that's the the switch there. So you you everything looks like it's a ghost. Even like the trees and stuff are all ghostly and looking, and it's quite spooky. Okay. Uh, Alana misses. Arrow falls short. Um, Sprocket, you are up. The hag is pinned down in rough shape. Hans is just going to town. Um, there's blood in the snow. What do you do? So is there any chance you're going to give up? Uh, in between the punches, she hisses at you. Then I shoot her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that's a hit. 21 for 13. And that is a kill. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> you, you're apparently still shooting. <laughs> so that's fitting. Any chance you're going to give up? And she hisses, so I just put her out. <laughs> yep. And then I hold out my hand to help Hans up. And Hans and gets I'll, up uh, and he says, uh, he, he nice turns work. to you. He looks at your guns and he says, you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll reappear as though I did nothing the entire battle. <laughs> Couldn't have done it um, without you, big guy. <laughs> Crethen, right before you go to reappear, uh, you hear whispering from up the mountain. What does it say? You can't make out what it's saying, but it's a very faint whisper. It goes away when you leave the ethereal plane. Hmm. Okay. So does she have any cool crap in her tent? listening to Dice and Dreary. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to our guests, Paul and Ken, and thanks to the Techno Funk Boy for the music in this episode.